game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Shot block for Patrick Russell. Forbert on it. Russell ties him up. McDavid breaks away for Forbert. Two on one with Gagne. McDavid right circle loads. Waits. Backhander score. Beautiful move over the left pad. And Connor McDavid makes no mistake for his 31st of the year. With a breathtaking rush, it's 3-0 Oilers. Well, Connor McDavid not missing a beat in his return to the lineup. He gets a goal and two assists. The Edmonton Oilers knock off the Los Angeles Kings 4-2. Also tonight, the Oilers announced it late in the third period. They acquired defenseman Mike Green from the Washington Capitals for a conditional draft pick and Kyle Brodziak, who uh, obviously is out with an injury for the entire season. So Mike and Detroit will retain half the salary in that deal. It'll be interesting to see if there's a, another move here before the trade deadline at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. But Mike Green coming to the Edmonton Oilers. Thanks for staying up with us. It's five minutes after 11. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford. Rob, will start with the 4-2 victory by the Oilers. L.A. able to do just enough, I guess, to make it interesting, or did their goaltender do just enough to make sure it wasn't 7-2 or 8-2? Well, I think a lot of it was on the back of the goaltender, Peterson, for, for the L.A. Kings. This is an L.A. King team that we've seen in the past. They they can shut it down defensively. They don't give you a whole lot of scoring opportunities, but tonight in the second period alone, the Oilers had four two-on-ones and a breakaway. Uh, the commitment to detail and the commitment to defense just isn't with... Uh, the LA Kings right now and uh, add that to the fact that the talent level is much lower with a number of players being moved out a a guy like Carter not dressed in the lineup because of injury and this was a game that the Oilers should win just because of uh, the lineup the Oilers were able to put with the addition of Connor back into the lineup so the Oilers had tons of opportunities I think part of it was on the back at Peterson played very well in net, and the Oilers just missed some golden opportunities they missed some great chances they weren't able to capitalize on their odd man breaks and just having L.A. keep or hang around gave L.A. some belief. But at the end of the night, the Oilers were the better team and certainly deserved the two points. Leon Dreisaitl scores his 36th of the season. Nugent Hopkins, another goal. He's up to 18 on the season. McDavid scored. Archibald sealed it with an empty netter in the final minute. Dreisaitl, a power play goal. Four-on-four hockey had just expired, so the Oilers get credit for a power play goal there. He and McDavid on the ice together. Caleb Jones got the second assist, but McDavid finding Dreisaitl and just an absolute howitzer of a shot from Dreisaitl. Well, it was a, a bad play by Dustin Brown of the LA Kings. He had control of the puck in a 4-on-4 four four situation, and he turned it over in his own zone, and he turned it over with Leon and Connor uh, on the ice. You just can't do that against good hockey players, and they did, and it was just a give-and-go with Connor and Leon. Uh, Connor waited just long enough to allow Leon to get into the spot he wanted to get into. He opened up, and at that point, the puck's on Connor's stick. You know it's going to Leon, but Leon doesn't miss the net. He finds the right place to put the puck, and that one was heavy. There's some shots he just gets on net because he knows he's got the wide open net. The goaltender got across, so he knew he had to put a little extra into it, and he did. 
and at that point it was off to the races. Uh, you knew that Connor was back and ready in, in his first game in a while, and Leon just continues to add to his scoring lead. All right, so 4-2, the Oilers win it. Their record for the season improves to 33-22-7, hanging right in there in the Pacific Division race. We'll update the scoreboard and the standings in a few minutes. The trade is Kyle Brodziak, who's on injury reserve for the Oilers, and a fourth-round pick in 2020. That becomes a third-rounder in 2021 if the Oilers make the conference finals and Mike Green plays half the games. And the Red Wings also retain half of Green's salary. His cap hit is $5.375 million. So Mike Green, 34 years of age, in his prime, he was uh, an outstanding Mm -hmm. offensive defenseman, had over 70 points twice. Clearly that is not the defenseman the Oilers are getting. He's been playing over 20 minutes a night most games on a very poor Detroit team. He will... He will not play that much with the Oilers. I I mean, to me, this is uh, someone who's a veteran who could play on the third pairing. I I don't know if this means something might be up with Matt Benning or it's just a little more depth. Um, So you're just getting uh, a veteran player. He is a rental, Mm -hmm. but as Ken Holland said, he wouldn't trade the the first rounder for a rental. Other picks, maybe. So Mike Green is the newest Oiler. Yeah, I think it's a good addition. It's not costing the Oilers much. Uh, third rounder at at worst, and if you're giving up a third rounder, that means things have worked out for Mike Green and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you're not paying a whole lot of money because they're retaining half. You move out a contract, which leads to believe that there will be something or the possibility of something else happening because there's a cap on the number of contracts that you can have as a team. Uh, he's been around. He understands the game. Uh, he'll he'll fit in nicely. He can play the power play. The Oilers are still without Clefbaum for a little bit. I know Bear had a look-see there today. Uh, Bear one one day may be a very good power play guy in the National Hockey League. Mike Green has been a great guy in the National Hockey League running a power play. To me, this was, uh, again, and, and I say this, if you want to, if you believe you can have a chance to go somewhere in the playoffs, the long haul, you need depth at all positions because uh, it's a two-month grind. And the Oilers just got a little deeper on the back end, and that's what you want. All right, so 4-2, the Oilers win it. Mike Green comes over in a trade. And don't forget, we're going to have extensive trade deadline day coverage on 6.30, Chet, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. tomorrow. And, and maybe there's some other move now coming with Green being acquired. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, who knows? This happened pretty late. Maybe there'll be something else while we're still on air. Not sure about that, but we'll see. Uh, all right, so the Oilers out shooting the Kings 31-23 in, in the third period when... So L.A. scores 49 seconds into the third to get within a goal. Shots were 12-4 in the third for the Oilers. They, they did a pretty good job closing it out, and the, the Oilers might have had more odd man rushes tonight against the Los Angeles Kings than they might have had in five seasons a few years ago. Yeah, it was. It was a poorly defended game by L.A., uh, most of the, the two-on-ones that the Oilers got, there was battles around the blue line. And let's, for example, the Connor McDavid goal. Russell is battling along the blue line against a defender, and it gets poked by. There's, there's nobody backing him up. You need a third man high. The LA Kings had uh, a number of times tonight, they got caught all cheating. Uh, offensively, and you, when you, you you get those opportunities, if you're not back, and you've got the likes of the Leons or the Nugent Hopkins or the or the Connor McDavid's, they're going to make you pay. And the, the others did time and time again. What you liked in the third period, 
The LA Kings have one line that can score, and that's the Kopitar Brown line. In the third period, there were three shifts when they were on the ice where the L- or where the Edmonton Oilers hemmed them in their own zone. And by the time they got the puck out, the Kopitar line had to change because they just spent 35, 40 seconds. That's how you beat teams like L.A. that only have one line. Keep their top players playing defensive hockey. The other three lines weren't going to hurt you. They didn't create any chances. So when the game got a little tighter, the Oilers got a little bit better. And uh, a well-played road game set themselves up nicely to start this road trip. All right, so 4-2, the Oilers win it. As we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Vegas Golden Knights outscore the Anaheim Ducks to win it 6-5 in overtime. We'll check the standings in a minute. Blues knock off the Wild 4-1. Calgary wins on the road 4-2 against the Red Wings. By the way, Mike Green was held out of that game. The Islanders beat the Sharks 4-1. Sabres over the Jets 2-1. Dallas beats Chicago 2-1, and the Capitals dump the Penguins 5-3. So, Pacific Division standings, Vegas, 76 points. The Oilers get up to 73. They do have two games in hand on Vegas. Vancouver has a game in hand on the Oilers. They have 72 points. Calgary and Arizona are the wildcard teams, both with 70 points. Winnipeg is one out with 69. So still pretty close. Vegas looking good. They have won six in a row. The Oilers are going to play them on Wednesday night. Also tonight, a shocker at Claire Drake Arena. UBC beats the University of Alberta Golden Bears 2-1 in Game 3 of their Best of 3 series. The Golden Bears won 23 regular season games. UBC won nine. UBC won their quarterfinal last weekend on the road against Mount Royal and now wins on the road against the Alberta Golden Bears. And uh, I put it out there that probably one of the biggest upsets that uh, the Bears have ever experienced. And Bob Stoffer quoted my tweet and Bob saying he was the SID there, knows all the stats, and undoubtedly, uh, the, I mean, they've got the Nationals and been upset, mm-hmm. but it's Nationals. They're, and, they're all good teams. For and, this, it's a one, and that's a one game, one game off. Uh, so. Yes, it, it wasn't always, but yeah, it basically is. So now to, to lose on home ice, yeah. two out of three against and a team. badly outshoot the team in every game. A goaltending is I huge. I guess once every 110 years you're going to get upset. I feel bad for Ian Herbers on the players, though. They work hard and they have a lot of pride in the program, and they're they're about winning the national title. Mm-hmm. And they unfortunately won't even get to play in the tournament for it this year. Anyway, Oilers win 4-2 tonight. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can text that same number. We'll have Oilers post-game reaction as we move along this evening as well. Uh, I mean, McDavid hops right back in. I, I mean, we didn't expect him to look like he was uh, going to miss a beat, and he didn't. Played most of the time with Gagne and Chase on, got cycled through on, on other lines. And we keep talking about him, but I, they're a story every game, and that's Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto. Not just that they get points, it's it's how they get them. And so many of their goals and chances are off pucks where it looks like, okay, they lost possession, the other team's going to go the other way. They are so good at keeping pucks alive, and then they have the skill to do something about it. They're tenacious. Uh, they don't quit on plays, and it's... It's tough when you're a defender, or well, excuse, I guess if you have the puck. So the opposition picks up the puck. You, you just got away from dry side. You think, okay, I can make a play now. And all of a sudden, you got Nugent Hopkins sticking away, or Yamamoto's coming from behind pestering you, and it just forces you to make plays that you're not ready to make. Uh, th- th- all three of them are quick. All three of them are smart, and they th- they're very good at reading the play. So if, if the puck is turned over 
and for example, LA, okay, I'm going to take the puck. They're reading where the puck is going to go. So they're already anticipating where LA is going to move the puck to. They get there in time. They hassle that player. We saw a great example of it on the Nugent Hopkins tip. The puck was on one side. Yamamoto read where the puck was going to go, and he already started darting over there. He gets there just in front of the LA King player, tips it past them, and then Jones makes a nice play on net. So uh, they're, they're a very heady line, very smart line that continues to create. And tonight they just had the one goal but they easily could add four or five. A number of great scoring chances that were thwarted by the goaltending of L.A., but another strong effort. And then you add the fact that you now have a second line that can score. Connor McDavid came in, and we said before the game it doesn't matter who he plays with. And tonight he scored. He was on for three goals, four, with three different lines. He helps create and make well, we players around him the better. Play, yeah. yeah, so it, uh, it was a good night for the O's. This is a game that they should win. The L.A. Kings, frankly, are a terrible hockey club right now. They, they, they have one line and one defenseman. Four players aren't going to be able to beat uh, a half-decent team. So they're a bad team. The others should win. They did. Uh, the next team they play, the NIM Ducks, they are a little bit better. It'll be interesting to see who they have in their lineup when the others play them in a couple days because of the trade deadline. But they're better. And then the game, everyone, the, the, the one thing you fear is the excitement about the Vegas game. Don't let that have you skip over the Anaheim game because they need focus against that. Is the Vegas notice tonight as they were trying to sleep through a 5-3 game and gave up two goals late and Anaheim took a point off them. But it, uh, it was a good start to the road trip for the Oilers. All right, 4-2, the Oilers take it. The three stars picked in Los Angeles. McDavid, Kempe, and Jones in that order. Good for Caleb Jones to get a couple of assists. Rob and I give out the fourth star for West Point of Windermere, a private estate lot-only community just off Terwilliger Drive. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. I mean, we we always pick an Oiler. We've had some games during our tenure, Rob, that has been so bad for the Oilers, we've declined to pick anybody or we've picked one of our callers. I'd almost be inclined to pick Kings goalie uh, Calvin Peterson tonight. You know what? Uh, I'm going to pick your buddy Patrick Russell. He got an assist. He got an assist. Why tonight? not? Old, Why not? Ru- old Rusty got an assist tonight. He was plus one for the Oilers. And how about tonight? 28 minutes for Darnell Nurse. 27 minutes for Ethan Bear. The Oilers were playing really just four defensemen tonight. The third pairing played under 10 minutes. Benning and Lagason. So the top four defensemen in the game got a little close. Dave Tippett went to to his top four. Well, that's what interests me about about Mike Green coming in. Is he going to bump Benning out? I mean, Lagason. Well, but well, again, we don't know when Chris Russell's coming back. I, 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 Lagason is not a better player than Matt Benning. Not even close. Not no, I'm just saying because no, of lefty right. I know I understand yeah. that. So, you, but to me, you don't pull a guy out just because he plays the wrong side. Someone flips over. I don't know who in the t- who flips over on the Oilers. It's not going to be Larson. I don't see him moving over to the other side. Bear has the ability to play anywhere, but he's playing with Nurse, so they're not going to move him where he is. Is Benning or Green or either of them capable of playing on the left side? I don't know. But you're right. It, just looking at positioning, it, it would be Benning's spot would be the one you would think, but I just don't see Lagason staying in the lineup ahead of Benning. Having said that, if you want to go lefty-righty, that's the way they have to go. Yeah, or is or is there another move coming? No, they're in their pro- I mean, we still got thirteen, uh, fourteen to me, hours to the deadline. Well, to me, the the fact that Brodziak was moved lends to think that there must be another because you can only have, what is it? It's fifty contracts, is it not? Yeah. And the others are now at forty eight, so they have two spots open. If they would have kept Brodziak's contract, they would have only had one. So the fact that Detroit took uh, an injured player 
and took his contract thinks it allows Holland to make more moves tomorrow. Yeah, it's good. it's going to be interesting. And once he's here, it'll be interesting to see how Green is used and how he plays. I mean, he's obviously, as we talked about, he will not play as much. So is is this... I, I wonder if this move is to give a third-pairing defenseman that's going to play 15 minutes instead of 9 or 10. Like, Benning and Lagesson have not been playing a lot. No. And really, Benning hasn't been playing a lot when he has played. He was playing more before... When it was him and Russell as the third pairing, they were playing 13, 14 minutes. Right. Uh, under 10 minutes, that's not very much for a third pairing defense. Right, you'd like to have a little more. But I, I don't know if there's the trust yet with Lagesson playing with Benning. Um, that, I mean, that's... Russell, I mean, Russell is not everyone's cup of tea, but he's still an experienced defenseman well ahead of Lagesson at this point in Lagesson's career. I, I don't know where he's going to play. And I guess it's probably too early to, to discuss it considering we don't know what the lineup is or who's going to be here still come Tuesday's game. There may be players moved out and it'll really show. I really want to know what number Brodziak's wearing in Detroit. That's, that's what I want to know. I think he's going to get nine. <laughs> oh, Rob. Okay, so Mike Green uh, comes to the Oilers. Detroit gets a fourth round pick in 2020. It becomes a third in 2021 if Edmonton makes the conference final and Green plays half the games. Detroit retains half the salary. His annual cap hit is $5.375 million. So he's owed about a quarter of that, but they're they're keeping um, half of that. And it's a lot of people asking, what do the Oilers have left on the cap? Uh, not much. I think <laughs> it's about $300,000. I'm just trying to, I mean, there's a lot of numbers flying around. Yeah, I, that's why you have a guy that just does strictly cap stuff. Every team has one just to make sure they get it right. Yeah, about about a quarter million dollars left for the Oilers. So if that, so, that means they, got, they have money enough to get someone that's making a million dollars right now. If unless they move someone else out. Right. Which we could, which it could happen. I mean, sometimes these moves happen in combination. You're mm-hmm. doing one because you know another one is imminent. Yep. Interesting stuff. Uh, 4-2, the Oilers win over the Los Angeles Kings. Jared, we will get to your phone call in a couple minutes. We want to head back to Los Angeles. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Tonight? Uh, yeah, we wanted a real workman game, good, solid road game. I thought, uh, for the most part, a couple soft spots, but other than that, we were, we were pretty solid all the way through. I uh, thought we had a lot of chances. That makes you a little nervous. We had a lot of chances. We could have pushed the lead out a little bit and uh, and didn't capitalize, and so it stayed close, but uh, but I thought we did enough good things to win tonight. Nice to see some McDavid magic up close again. Uh, yeah, he's, he makes a difference out there, obviously, and it's... Uh, you know, when you add a player like that to your lineup, it just it just changes what he brings, but also what other people around him bring. So it's uh, it was good to have him back. He makes the whole the whole team seems to play better somehow. It's not just him. How is that? Well, well, top players make other players around them better, and sometimes it's the players that they're playing with. Sometimes it's just the aura of being a good team, and you play confident when you have good players, and so that's. Uh, that's what he brings. I mean, he just, he has that, uh, when he when he gets out there and is really dug in and playing, he's he's an impact on the game and and uh, what he brings, but also drags a lot of other people with him. 
Mike Green added to the mix. Yeah. Just your thoughts on, on bringing a veteran D man. <laughs> Good veteran puck moving D who uh, gives us some depth on the on the back end now and. Uh, one of the areas we were looking at and Kenny was able to get something done so we're, we're very happy about the adding them adding to our group. A couple guys in the room were just saying this time of the year you always want to be in a position to add and I wonder just what that does you know for the psyche or mentality of the team regarding the, you know the coach GM everyone believes in us moving forward. Well it's way better to add I said that the other day way better to add than then subtract and your whole team is a little more at ease with it and uh, you know, I, I look at those players in that room. They've they've earned the right to uh, to keep pushing here. And uh, Kenny's added a piece for us which, uh, that will help. But uh, I give the credit all to the players. They're the ones that have to come out and get the job done. And, and they want to be a good team. They want to be a playoff team. They want to earn the right to be a playoff team. So uh, to put ourselves in this position where we're looking to try to get better down the stretch, that's uh, that's a positive sign for us. Is there any notable change in the timeline of either Russell or Clefbaum at this? Point? Uh, no, no, that so didn't. They're didn't no, they're, yeah, the they're, they're both both right on the same. Uh, Russell is still um, the the timeline on him is kind of murky. He's still skating at home, but it's a little bit murky. Clef is uh, he'll be right on on the timeline we expect. So so uh, be good to get him back. Yeah, we'll see how we'll we'll see how the mix comes out. Yeah, we'll we'll see how the mix comes out. We just we have depth now. You've had some young puck-moving defensemen take steps when you've had these injuries. Once you get Green in and people get healthy, will this be the best passing defense you've coached in Edmonton? Well, we got to see. Once we'll, we'll get him up and going here, I do like like Jonesy had a real strong game tonight for us. I mean, he's he's really taken some steps forward. Was good. Bearsy has just been he's been a really good player all year long. So they're both uh, young defensemen, but they move the puck very well and they. You know, they speed up your game. When you can move the puck quick and, and you've got some forwards that want it in their hands quick, it speeds up your game. So it's good to see. All right, that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. The Oilers win tonight 4-2 over the Los Angeles Kings. McDavid right back into action. Spectacular goal, has two assists as well. Dreisaitl scores his 36th. Nugent Hopkins on a deflection gets his 18th. Archibald into an empty net for his 10th of the season. Mike Smith did what he had to do tonight. He makes 21 saves, and Calvin Peterson takes the loss 20 Seven saves. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Jared on the line. Jared, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, kudos to Smitty. I watched him all night. He just is sliding around that crease so smooth. But uh, I, I was gonna call. You guys kind of took what I want to talk about. But I figure now they signed Green, Larson, or Benning's gone. One of them's gone. Our depth is so good at playoffs or uh, defense. And we're good for the playoffs. And that's pretty much the only point I wanted to make, guys. Okay. I think, Thanks. I think, I think it's trade bound. I, I don't think it'll be I don't think Larson's going anywhere. I don't I don't think I don't I don't think Green is a better defenseman than Larson right now. Not at this point in their career. I don't actually I don't even think it's close. But, yeah, I wonder why I mean I wonder if something's going on with Benning. I really do. It's a possibility. I mean Yeah, I don't I don't know if they'd move out Larson at this no, point. No. And Green's here. It, I mean, he's a UFA. He's here for a little for bit of depth. Two months. Three yeah, months, he's here four months. The end of the season. And then he's gone. Yeah. So, and, I mean, he's at the back end of his career. I mean, but it is, it's a good addition. It's good to have options. It gives the coaching staff decisions to make. He can help on the power play. He can play four and four. He can play in overtime in the regular season. 
in the three-on-three. So uh, he is a good addition, but he, it does put a little bit of a logjam in the back end, and you got to make decisions. I do believe there's I, – I, to me, the Brodziak move means they want to bring more players in. And they want to make because more moves. Because you're, you're giving up you're, a contract. You're giving up right. a contract. There's no reason for Detroit to take a contract unless, okay, we need you to take this so that we can find someone else to, to fill a spot. They still want some, want some depth up front, and I'm sure that's yeah. what they're going to look for. It's a pretty – I mean, look, I don't know how Green's going to play. He's Like we said, he is he is past his prime. Mm-hmm. He's not. He'll be expected to be a depth defenseman here. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess it, it could become a third-round pick if the Oilers do really well. Which mm-hmm. I guess, which is pe- fine. People want yeah. them to do yeah. really, really well. So it's either a fourth rounder this year or a third rounder in in twenty twenty one. And again, Detroit's retaining half the salary. It, this is this is this is interesting to me. If there's another if there's another domino to fall, and what'll happen on the back end? I mean, I think when Clefbaum and Russell one or both get healthy, I, I would think Lagason goes down for sure. He does right. Well, well, think about it. You got Russell, Clefbaum, and Green coming back. It's really easy. You got Lagason will come out for a lot of people. People, the other one will be Benning. Well, now you've got now you got a big decision because Bear isn't coming out. Nurse isn't coming out. The three guys you're adding is five. So now you got a choice between Jones or Larson. Larson ain't coming out of the lineup. So are you going to take Jones out to have Russell in, or Jones out to have Green in? Well, Jones is playing well. I know. I he's wouldn't either. Really, he's really improved a lot the last 10 Absolutely. As in D- Dave Tippett talked about it, and he's getting top four minutes. He played 20-some minutes tonight again. So uh, it'll be interesting when everyone's healthy. But, again, this is defense in the National Hockey they, League. It just seems like they got to move somebody now. And, again, when I look at the D. They don't have to. You need depth in a playoff. But oh, for sure they do. But you'll have, you'll have a player, a pretty good player sitting out. Potentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. When everyone's healthy, if everyone's healthy. now again, and that's we have a big n- if, and we have no idea on Chris Russell. I mean, because we, because yeah, Clefbaum is now what he's been out almost a week already. I mean, Clefbaum's coming back. So first week of March, he's yeah, he's back. coming back and, and he's healthy. Yes, but uh, Chris Russell, every I mean, the word that was used today was murky. So and we've no one's ever said what happened, why it happened, how it happened. And they didn't. They didn't have a healthy scratch tonight. No, they're carrying none. 21 players. They're saving money because for the salary cap. Because Cassian suspended. Yeah. So he's on the roster. So, yeah. They're doing everything they can possibly do to give them as much room as they can possibly get money-wise and then moving out a contract with Brodziak right. contract-wise. So that, that lends to think that they want to do something else. And I think they, uh, they're they going to try and we'll see and hope that they can because you and I have sat here on many draft day where nothing happened and it was really boring when the Oilers don't do something. So let's hope that they do something tomorrow for the sake of the team and for the sake of you and I. All right, 780-496-0063 is how you can reach us to call or text. We're looking for someone to finish the play as well. I believe we will uh, be getting some comments from Ken Holland on this trade as well. So we will bring you those before we sign off tonight. Overtime Open Line is presented by Heartland Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Oilers win 4-2 over the Los Angeles Kings. They trade Brodziak and a draft pick to Detroit for defenseman Mike Green, who is expected to join the team tomorrow and be available to play Tuesday against the Anaheim Ducks. Connor McDavid jumping right back into action, scored a beautiful goal, had two assists. Here he is. 
points for your team to grab. How did you feel out there? Yeah, big two points. Um, you know, we, we've struggled in this barn before, so um, no good to get out there and, and uh, find a way to grab two points. And you, like you, um, you look good, but just everything right back to up to speed for you. I felt a little awkward at first. Um, you know, let uh, settle in as game went on. Dowdy hook on that breakaway was it? It's hard to see from upstairs. You talked to the ref about when you just basically said, "I would uh, roll your dog the bucket." Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, um, I thought it was a hook. He didn't, um, but it's a fast game, and 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 these things happen. Um, you know, maybe I was losing the puck a bit. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, you know, he obviously didn't feel that way. So um, that's the way it goes. And and uh, you know, we talked about it. And um, yeah. One of your teammates for disappointing their effort on Friday. It seems like you guys have the ability to bounce back after a disappointing effort each time this season. What's maybe different this season than in years past that maybe allows you guys to do that? Um, we just get back to working. Um, you know, and there's there's no frustration from game to game. It's just everyone comes and, and uh, it's ready to work uh, if things don't go go our way. Um, the game before, so you know, I thought uh, I thought we did that tonight. Is your legs is that the hard part? Do you like getting your your wind and stuff back when you haven't played in a couple? Of years? Uh, it's kind of all of it. Um, timing, yeah, getting your legs. Um, I think timing's the main thing. Um, you know, just uh, the game can feel a little bit weird when, when you've been sitting out for a bit. Um, you know, but uh, um, you know, kind of settled in, like I said, as you yeah, want timing pretty good on that Deacon on your 2-1-1 on with Sam Lowe. Yeah. Sam says he figured you were going all the way. He wasn't getting Yeah, well, uh, Doughty just went and stood with, uh, with him, so he kind of just gave me a little bit of a breakaway. Um, you know, we've, we had two or three two-on-ones that kind of worked out the exact same way right before that. So um, I kind of thought that uh, that he might just go and stand with stand with Sam and um, just gave me a chance to make a move. So Mike Green comes in. Uh, what does the, that player do for this team and what does it do for the team that the GM's out acquiring players this time of year? That's exciting. Um, you know, I've definitely been on the other side where um, you know, you're losing friends and, and um, you know, to, to trade and, and, and all that. So um, it's nice to be on the other side where you're acquiring guys and, and trying to trying to make a push. So, um, you know, I think uh, Green's a great player. He's a veteran guy. Um, you know, he, uh, he's been around a long time and, and uh, moves the puck really well. Um, I'm really looking forward to having him come and join. Losing some friends at trade deadline. Does this say something about you and the team just pushing forward? Not, not pushing your GM's hand, but showing them that you guys are doing something here. And if you can help us out a bit, we'd, we'd take it and keep moving forward. Yeah, um, you know, I think we put ourselves in a position where where he can go out and get guys and and, and give us an opportunity to, to keep moving forward and keep pushing towards not only a playoff spot but um, you know playoff run and um, you know, that's uh, that's exciting. All right, that's Connor McDavid back in action. Leads the Oilers to a 4-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings. Oilers power play tonight, one for two. Kings, one for three on the power play. The Oilers have not given up a lot of goals on the penalty kill this season. Anze Kopitar got one tonight. All right, well, uh, yeah, a lot of speculation about what's going to happen here with <laughs> with the Oilers lineup with Mike Green coming in. So we'll continue to tell that story, and we'll, we'll clearly have more tomorrow on deadline day. Special coverage from 11 to 3 here on 630 Chet. Four goals for the Oilers tonight. That means a $100 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. By the way, if you like winning stuff, and if you're up this late, you might as well make it even better. Uh, we're looking for someone to finish the play. 780-496-0063. Well, Rob, the, the Oilers now have 20 games left. 
They uh, control their own destiny to make the playoffs. They're 11 games over 500, so they get to 73 points. I, I would think if you get to 94, you should get in. Uh, if you get to 96, 97, you're pretty much guaranteed. Um, they beat a team tonight that's not very good. And, and look, in the NHL, anybody can beat anybody, and we saw some really bad Oilers teams. They didn't lose every game down the stretch, but they lost most of them. And you're playing Anaheim next. And then you play Anaheim twice in March at home. The only thing, the, the difference between Anaheim and and L.A., Anaheim's got a goaltender that can win a game by himself. Gibson is good. So that's the difference there. Um, but, I mean, to me, the Oilers are in the playoffs. Uh, it, it's theirs to lose. They don't need any help from anyone. They simply have to go out and take care of business. Uh, they are going to get healthier. So this last stretch, they have been beat up. They've had players injured. They've had players suspended. Yet they found ways to win, and now they're going to get better. I mean, they got McDavid back now. Uh, at the beginning of March, they're going to get Clefbaum. They've added a piece in green. Uh, they got a few more games, and they get Cassian. So the team's going to get stronger, and what they found is they've got depth players that now they feel they can put in at any time and feel comfortable they can win the hockey games they've got guys that will have competition for for spots in the lineup so guys are being pushed so if you don't have your a game someone's going to take your spot the next game uh, they got to feel pretty confident so right now they it's about positioning it's about keeping uh pace with the team that's ahead of you, which is vegas it's continuing to to work on on the things that have made you successful as of late uh, they're winning not because they're winning game seven six they're winning because they only need to score three in a game to win hockey games. When they're successful, they're holding the team to, to two or less. So good habits like that will go a long way if you want to be a, if you want to go on a long playoff run, and I think that's the goal. They, to me, the best team in the Pacific Division going for, or beginning of the season was Vegas, mm-hmm. and they haven't been as strong as they've been in the past. Other than that, it's a wide-open division. That's two rounds against your own division. You can move on to the conference finals. So uh, the Oilers just want to continue to improve and have a nice little stretch run. But they have set themselves up with the way they've played over the last month and a half. 4-2, the Oilers uh, win it tonight. We have Ryan on the line. Ryan, do you have a thought or a question, or you just want to finish the play? I just want to finish the play. All right. He just likes winning stuff. He's already got up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at Jet Set Parking and self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHED. Yamamoto bailed him out against McDermott, and now we got a three-on-one for the Oilers. Dreisaitl in over the line. Nugent Hopkins. Dreisaitl shoots. Oh, uh, Dreisaitl off the rush there. Five-on-five, five, Ryan. Was that a goal or not? That was not a goal. Yamamoto bailed him out against McDermott, and now we got a three-on-one for the Oilers. Dreisaitl in over the line. Nugent Hopkins. Dreisaitl shoots, and off the post. Squeezed it. All right. Off the post, one of several two-on-ones for the Oilers in the second period. Ryan's name is going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. All right, we will call a, a quick timeout. Mo is up next on the phone line. We have a little more post-game reaction coming. We are hoping to uh, get some comments from Ken Holland on tonight's trade for Mike Green. All coming up. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
outlet to Adrian Kempe. Has a step on Jones to the net. Wrist shot denied. Mike Smith stayed with him. Moved across the blue paint and made the save. All right, another win for Mike Smith. He goes to 17-10-5 on the season. That's his save of the game for Jiffy Lube, B-Wise, Winterize, the two goaltenders. I feel pretty safe saying we'll split the next two games as it's a back-to-back. Not sure who gets Anaheim, who gets Vegas. Smith did win in Vegas earlier this season. Maybe that factors into it. I would go with Smith in Vegas. He's the better of the two goalies right now. So Koskinen on Tuesday? Yeah, that's what I would think. Uh, it makes the most sense, but you and I are probably at a 15% hit rate this year on picking which goal he's <laughs> playing, so we're probably going to be wrong. But to me, the big game this week is the Vegas game, and you want to give yourself your best chance of winning, and I think right now uh, Smith is your better chance. Oilers win it 4-2 over the Los Angeles Kings. They trade Brodziak and a conditional pick to Detroit for defenseman Mike Green. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, just shy tonight, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com that allows you to print up a coupon for an appetizer at Japanese Village. Triple-A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Okay, we have Mo on the line, 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Mo. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our, our defense. Um, for me, watching these games uh, recently... Um, the conclusion I'm coming to is that uh, Chris Russell is um, becoming, I think, our weakest link, uh, especially on the left side with the uh, with the improvement of Jones this last couple of weeks here. Is it possible uh, to trade an injured player, or how does that work? Well, yeah, I mean, they traded Brodziak, right, and he's on LTIR. You can trade an injured player. Uh, Russell does have a, a partial no move, so he can list some teams that he would or wouldn't go to. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Russell, for a team to acquire at this point in the season, he's going through concussion issues. I don't know if there'd be a huge market well, for him right now. And Russell's got term left. Doesn't he have another year left on his contract? Yes. So, so I mean, that's a difference, too. I mean... A lot of times players are trying to get rid of unrestricted free agents to bring in a draft pick, but you're asking to trade Russell. I mean, he's a guy with a year left, so you're actually going to want him as a player to play there. And if you think he's a weak link on this team, who's going to want to pick up a player who you believe is a weak link that has another year left? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and again, with the orders acquiring Mike Green, that doesn't happen if Green's under contract next season. No, absolutely not. No, and and as much as Holland said... Holland said, "I won't trade a first-round pick for a rental." He didn't rule out third or fourth rentals rounders. of other varieties, and that's what he did tonight. What do you think of Green coming in? Uh, I, I like it on the on the right side. I think that it gives us some more depth. Um, but yeah, I, I just look at both sides, and I just don't see where Russell fits moving forward. Um, and I just quickly wanted to comment on one player that I that I had my eye on for a while, and if you guys think he's available, and that's uh, Eric Call out of Carolina. Oh, yeah, there has been a little bit about him, hasn't there? Uh, he's fast. I'm not sh- I'm not. I- I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I've seen some stories that the Avalanche are interested. Actually, I've seen stories that the Avalanche are li- interested in a lot of guys, including about half of the <laughs> Canadians' roster, depending <laughs> on what uh, what rumors you believe. Um, Hollick and Skate, there's no doubt about that. I'm not even sure what his cap hit is, Mo, so I'd have to look that up. But he's a bit of a versatile player who can skate. He'd probably yeah, he can. be a third liner with the Oilers, I would think. Would you? Yeah, play somebody with that David? can. I don't somebody know. that can play in the top six until uh, 
the other guys get healthy, but yeah, versatile and somebody I've had I've liked for a long time. So we'll see what they do tomorrow. Okay, thanks, Mo. Okay. I got to read a text here from KDK, who was uh, texting me last game, and I was giving him a little bit of a hard time. He says, hey, Reed, thanks for passing my thoughts from Friday night along to Ken Holland. I guess the Oilers were able to figure out how to add a player with a larger cap hit, and space wasn't necessarily the biggest issue. (laughs) It was a big issue. I know he's bugging me, but it was a big issue because he had to get Detroit to retain the salary. Yeah, so I mean, that is the problem. I mean, the one thing that Holland did talk about is he that they would have to be creative if they're going to make any moves simply because they don't have room uh, under the salary cap. So there there may be some other players moved out tomorrow uh, to make room for players that they're in more in need of, but it is. It's going to have to be creative by the, the Oilers management team because they simply don't have... They can't just say, we want that player, let's go get him because we don't have the, the cap room right now. Yeah, I mean, you have to get it. You have to work with... You have to work with a with a team, and they have to work with you. I mean, I, I, to me, this is a pretty low risk deal for the Oilers. I agree, I agree. It, I mean, it's a fourth round at worst. Uh, at well, it's, it's either a, a third or, or fourth. It's a fourth or a third. Yeah. So Which, it, I mean, there are good players there. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of money being spent on them. I I think it's a good move, and I do believe that they will be trying. They are trying to do something else now. What? No, it's a good move in terms of the risk. I'm not necessarily saying it's a, it's a good move in terms of the player's contribution. Because I, I well, we don't say, know. Well, I, I, I honestly don't know what we're going to get from Green. No, me neither. I mean, he's, and been, it, and he's been on a really, really bad team. And that does make it harder to judge sometimes. Yep, absolutely, like The whole does. team is rotten. They've been rotten pretty much the entire year. He's minus... He's minus 32. He's like minus 32. I, I went on their, their uh, website. That other guy that everyone... T- how do we say his last name? Athenasu? Oh, Athanasiu. Athanasiu. Is he the jacket leader right now? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's in the NHL, but he is in Detroit. He's minus 45. <laughs> and he's having a horrible year. Like, he's having a terrible year offensively, a terrible year defensively. But he's someone that keeps being thrown around as, as someone that people want. So it, it's tough to judge when you're looking at a really, really bad team. <laughs> All right, Oilers win uh, 4-2 over the Los Angeles Kings. Let's go back to Los Angeles. Here's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Ended up? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure we got the job done at the end of the day. and um, they're, they're never easy to play in this building and uh, the way that they played in the first period. and um, I mean, they didn't give us a whole lot, and uh, but on the other side of things, we didn't give them a whole lot either. So as the second uh, second period went on, we started to get more chances and started to push a little bit more and uh, started to control the game a little bit more. Um, Connor's back in the lineup, but obviously makes a big difference for him. Good to have him back. And you guys are playing pretty well without him. But. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course it's uh, it's great having him back. I mean, just uh, I mean, you see the plays he makes. He's so dangerous every time he touches the puck, and um, and every team knows that. I mean, it's uh, it's no secret, and uh, and he still goes out and does it every night. I mean, uh, for him to play like that on his first first game back. Um, it's, uh, it's more than impressive. You guys added a defenseman tonight. What do you think? We actually haven't... Uh, Am I telling you right now? Uh, Mike Green? Yeah, actually, I, uh, I just got word from right. our media guy. That's but, weird. yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean, it's uh, obviously we're in a different position uh, um, than past years. We're pushing right now. So it's uh, and a guy like that, very experienced guy, high-end high uh, defenseman. I mean, it's uh, um, yeah, definitely exciting times. All right. 
And that is our adjustment of the game. The Oilers being in a uh, much better position <laughs> than, uh, well, what, 12 of the last 13 years? Is our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Okay, 780-496-0063. Tony's on the line. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, boys. How's it going? Good. So, uh, a couple questions. Um, so, as you guys know, we got Mike Green. Uh, don't know much about him. I do know he played for Washington and he has played for Detroit. I also heard that he's kind of like a Marshawn in a way, in the, uh, and he won't take nothing from no one. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard the rumors or not, but apparently we're looking at getting Tyler Ennis for a Jujar Terra. And there is a comment made tonight from, I think it was either Amanda or uh, Principe tonight. He said that McDavid actually looked a little off-kilter, if you call it that. He basically did not, like, he's coming back from injury, understandable. You know, he's not going to be, you know, right out and, you know, do whatever. But he said that he just did, he just did not look. Like the Connor McDavid he looked fine. I think they said that when he went off the ice when he, he got the puck to they, the ankle. They got yeah, he got hit in the puck with the ankle, and he said he went off. And keep your eye on him. He looked a little off when he went off the ice. No, I, they never. Uh, we watched the game on TV, and I didn't hear them say anything negative about the way he looked coming back. I thought they said the opposite. They said he looked pretty good, and he looked like he hadn't lost anything in his injury time. So. As far as the rumors, I never comment on rumors because I could go online right now and put out ten different well, trade I mean, the rumors. Well, the have been linked to Ennis. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But that's where where did it start? Would you trade Jujar for Ennis? No. I would. Would you? Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've I've been hearing since probably Friday that we're like, yes, Kara is a good like Kara's good, but he has been lacking, and I know that Ennis is. You know, I think he's under a million, I believe. Yes. And I believe Kara is either a little under a million or a little over a million. And that ha- that is one name that we have been looking at, Dennis. And for me, if I, I think if you're to get an SNSCU from Detroit, I think we'd have to get rid of Pugliarvi and a prospect to get SNSCU. Okay, for, first of all, yeah, Pugliarvi, throw him out. I mean, he, there's no interest right now in Pugliarvi. Honestly, I mean, there's guys in that league that he's in right now that have more, as many points as him or as close in goals in him that no, you've never heard of that are from Canada. I mean, he, he, he's near the t- scoring lead. In a, it's a bad league. There's no, there, there's no, there's no one talking. Ken Holland talked about it the other day that nobody's calling about Pulleyarvi. So to me, that's that's not going to get you a whole lot throwing out Pulleyarvi's name. All right, thanks, Tony. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oilers win four two over the Kings. We have Clayton on the line. Clayton, go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going tonight? Good, good to hear from you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I just been sitting around and and listening to you guys, and I just wanted to say that I I'm pretty impressed with how Connor is able to fight through all this stuff. You know, the, the way the refs they just they constantly miss stuff like. Uh, I don't know. It's like he always gets gets astroed by the refs, and what I mean by that is he gets cheated by the refs quite a bit. <laughs> I like that. That is verb. good. That is pretty good. That's good. I'm gonna start using that now too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm so impressed with how he fights through that and what he's able to do, and and you know, 
a lesser human being would not be able to do that. But for for some reason, he's 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 definitely not on anybody's level. He's on his own. So, all right. Yeah. Thank you, Clayton. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, let's uh, quickly get in the uh, Mike Smith post game interview. Orders win at four two. He's the winning goalie. They were in their performance on Friday. It seems like every time you guys have a letdown game on your guys' standards, you guys have the ability to rise to the occasion. Does that just say a lot about the maturity and growth in this club? Totally. Yeah, totally. I think uh, we haven't let it slide too much this year, which is nice. So after uh, kind of a tough loss, we didn't feel like we were our, ourselves against uh, the last game there. So I think uh, we wanted to come out with a better effort tonight. thought we were a little slow getting going, but I thought we just you know found a way to grind out two points. And it's always a tough play, place to play here. They always play a tight game in this building, and, and uh, we just found a way to win tonight. That's uh, it's a big two points. You guys find out after the game tonight that your GM has added a significant piece on the blue line in Mike Green. Oh, really? No. Oh. You just find out no. about that. Fast track indoor karting has a brand new in front of you okay. for the rest of the way here. I mean, I guess just as a group, that's got to feel good that you know, the GM is adding and you guys have put yourself in that kind of a position. Yeah, I think anytime this time of the year when you're when you're adding pieces to try and you know make your team better or boost your team at this time of the year, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be be playing important games and and uh, it's so close. So it's it's like a playoff mentality right now. But um, anytime you add a player of that caliber, obviously it's a, it's exciting for a group. And, and uh, obviously, you know, take some time to let it sink in. But, I mean, Mike Green's a, a player that's been around a long time, has, you know, tremendous skill back there, can skate, and obviously a veteran presence that's been around. So I think it's a, it's a great ad for us and obviously, you know, exciting time to play uh, important games, like I said. What's it do for a team when they bring in a veteran guy at a time? Like this is, you know, the GM's pitched in. Does it do something for the psyche of the team to bring that player in? It's better than subtracting players. So I think uh, I think anytime you know you add a player, especially you know the caliber of, of you know Mike Green is is obviously exciting. I mean I just found out about it too. So I, I mean it's uh, it's obviously an exciting time of year to you know you know to be playing and to be playing important games. Obviously I've been on the other you know side of it where you're playing in February, March, and games don't matter. So I think it's that's no fun at all. And, and I think this is when you want to play. This is why we play. And and uh, when you're adding players like him, I think it's an exciting time for the group. All right, Mike Smith, winning goaltender tonight. Oilers take down the Los Angeles Kings 4-2. They trade for Mike Green, and we'll have uh, plenty more on Mike Green and the deadline tomorrow, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. We're on the air with Jack and Bob and whoever else we need to talk to. It's one of those shows where we don't know necessarily. Well, and I do believe something else will happen. I, I think that some, some move will be made. I don't know how big or how small. I don't know if it'll be a hockey trade or if it'll be a rental. But just the way it's been set up right now, adding a depth defense, moving out a, a contract, just leads me to believe that Ken Holland is not done. So hopefully we'll see something tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see something around the league because we're here for four hours. It'd be nice to talk about something. All right. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. You can get more on 630ched.com, globalnews.ca. So our special trade deadline coverage starts at 11 tomorrow morning. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8 tomorrow night. Our next game broadcast is coming up on 
Tuesday, it's going to be a 6 o'clock face-off show. The game will be at 8 o'clock as the Oilers continue their road trip against the Anaheim Ducks. McDavid hops right back into action, gets a goal and two assists tonight. title scores again his 36th. Nugent Hopkins scores again his 18th. Yamamoto gets an assist. He's up there at a point, a game still, and Caleb Jones gets two helpers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime Open Line is courtesy Heartland Ford. Have a great night.